BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, we're here at Munson and Brothers Trading Post down in downtown Columbus, Mississippi. I got Dustin, Bo, and Ryan Munson. And welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. And so just diving in, Ryan, just a little bit about yourself. Growing up, how did uh how did you get into making the beard oils and yeah. just uh, some of the things that you're into right now? It's kind of a, a fun story. I was a, uh, I used to be a financial advisor. I was a stockbroker, stock jockey or whatever you want to call it for one of those first name, last name companies. You know, actually, my office is not too far from here. And, uh, you know, I just started really getting into the idea of processes that I could control. So I got together with some buddies, and we used to first start off with, like, making beer. Uh, from there, we were making soap. And then I just liked, it became more like a therapy um, mm-hmm. for me to, to create something. And we do our, fo- our soap, like, fight club style, you know. <laughs> We never talked about the soap. We just made the soap, you know, that kind of stuff. But no, from there, we really, it all came down to, I came home one day and I, and I was learning about, you know, some of the different things that go into soap, like shea butters and stuff like that. And my daughter, we were pulling out of the bathtub and she was about one and a half and she's having these dry patches. My wife went and got her some over-the-counter stuff to use. She put it onto her back, and, and she would cry and scream, saying it was burning her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what is this stuff we're putting on her back that's yeah. burning her? And, and I look, and it has, like, you know, alcohol and all these words I can't pronounce or say. And and so, I'll, you know, I'm like, I've been making these soaps and, and kind of messing around with this stuff for fun. Uh, I wonder if I can't make her something that doesn't have all this stuff in it. And I started learning more about, like, the jojoba oils and argon oils and... Speaking of things you can't pronounce. Uh, Yeah, so I just started kind of learning more about that world, and and I I created a skin soft, which I didn't even really know that's what I was creating because I hadn't gotten into it that much. But I just loved it coming together, and we applied it, and it worked really, really well for Mm -hmm. her, you know. And she started calling it, uh, you know, Daddy's Potions. And Mm -hmm. and then uh, I had another really good buddy who, uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, his name was Chris McDill. And he was a candle maker who used to live here. And, okay. uh, and he started sporting a beard and kind of showing me all these beard bombs and things that he was using. And I was looking at those ingredients. Um, and I was like, I'm almost spot on. But a lot of my ingredients, from what my research showed me, were better than what he was showing me. Mm-hmm. 
And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to make a beer bomb and, and kind of mess with uh, making really nice, good products for men that didn't have anything in it? And, uh, and from, you know, from there, I had to justify to my wife why I had all these oils in the front of my living room and it looked like a weird kind of apothecary thing going on up there. And uh, she pushed me into going to selling it at a market. And that's really all she wrote from there. It just kept growing. And kept it's growing, been growing. a good thing, yeah. And so how did uh, how did some of the guys get involved here with us tonight? <laughs> well, we're yeah. all related. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're all brothers. That's the brother part. That, it kind of is. Brothers and other brother. Right. Different mistresses. <laughs> whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, no, so you know, it's always been for me, for the most part, it's always been uh, a good reason to hang out with good guys and have a good time. You know, it's that camaraderie part of it has always been a big part of it. So, you know, we started, I started with some Lance making beer. I was mm-hmm. kind of making soap a little bit myself with my buddy Chris. And and, uh, and then I needed help make it going to some shows. And, and I've asked these guys to come with me. And they just, uh, we have a good time. Just whether we're doing a festival or whether we're doing a wholesale market or something like that. Each one of these guys either came with me. Now, Bo doesn't do the production side, but I've known Dustin for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he helps me. Uh, and always has helped me with just, you know, production and, and uh, taking care of different things that we have going on. Yeah, so they started helping me do these festivals. And it, the whole brother thing really came from just being able to have fun with my friends. I mean, I really, this was a fun hobby. I wanted it to stay a fun hobby. I never wanted this to become something that I was stressed out by. I mm-hmm. hadn't dealt with enough stress. And so when I took that leap of faith to leave the financial world, I wanted to make sure I stayed in therapy land where it felt comfortable and where I felt like most at peace. And, right. uh, and these great guys, we go to these, these festivals and you should kind of see it how, there's just no other way to, to uh, break down how fun it is for us because literally we're just catcalling other dudes with beards. Sweet beard, bro. Yeah. And you're, you're one of us. One of us. Welcome, Welcome to the show. Yeah. And the thing is, is these guys, uh, when you see it, is like a lot of them are not, I don't want to say some of us, but we've all been the guy, so it's okay for me to say it, but they're kind of like... There's nothing at a festival geared for a dude like with a beard who's just hanging out. Generally, everything for sale is for the wife or the mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about not them. So you see them just kind of there, not expecting somebody to be like, "Hey, strong beard, sir," yeah. you know, and then be like, "Well, thank you." <laughs> Next thing you know, we're taking you know mm-hmm. selfies with each other and they're trying out these different things. And a lot of times, like, their wives will laugh, like, what mm-hmm. is this beard oil? And they'll kind of do, like, a little laugh thing. And I'll be like, and I kind of, I try to make a point to always be like, don't laugh at him taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, you want him, self-preservation is important. Yeah. You want him to take care of himself. So don't take this opportunity to laugh. And instead, brace it. And, and usually they come around pretty quick and, and get what we're doing here and, uh, and ends up just working out. But yeah, we end up having a good time. We well, and it's, to... and it's odd. It's interesting that you brought that up because it, it, when you're doing those shows and stuff, you're always like, hey, man, nice beard, whatever, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because they come over and talk to you and then their their wives or their girlfriends or their mothers or their aunts or whoever's with them also goes, wow, this, you know, it's surprising how many products we actually sell to a woman 
for a man in their life, you know, because right. it also makes such a cool gift. So you're like, you know, you walk up to a group of ladies who may be checking out, you know, the soaps or something, and they're like, you guys know anybody with a beard, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my dad, I'm a brother, you know, mm-hmm. my my, uh, my sister's husband has one. And then they end up, you know, kind of like getting into the product. And I think that it's just because it's, when you, we endow this experience with one another, with like this kind of brotherly love this kind of all just hanging out with each other really digging it and i think that that kind of i think that people i don't want to do we don't want to say bromance no but i mean you uh, can say bromance but i i was good uh, to i think whenever uh i would talk to people at festivals or, or especially women that are shopping or thinking about uh, this mm-hmm. but I, i'd always say to them well one of our missions is to help men be more mindful of themselves and they always start laughing Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like they all start laughing and get it. Yeah. Just get the joke. Yeah, and yeah. laugh at each other, and look at each other, and then they are bought in because there's uh, men are not mindful. We want to be mind. I mean, we're mindful of some things, but right. it, and it helps, uh, and it bleeds into other things. It, so, so there's some things beyond. Well, it kind of combats that, like you know, everybody kind of growing up. You know, if you took care of yourself too much, people. And made strong implications about that, which I think is ridiculous. But I think it's also it's like, why would you ever shame somebody into taking care of themselves? And, and like we as we as a culture kind of do that to guys. Like, when ladies grow up, you know, with with lotions and and healthcare products galore and hair care and all that, and guys are just like, oh come oh, on, yeah. man, just sweat it off, walk it off, man. Well, <laughs> there's a fine line between uh, self preservation and vanity. And right, I think right. that every guy is kind of worried that they're mm-hmm. going to fall into that vanity pit because we don't really don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, we really do care, or well, can care. I mean, it depends. Yeah. I mean, we can't paint everybody with the same brush all the time. Right. No, I get you. But uh, so, but but there is a certain element you start enjoying it. Uh, so one of our beard oils, probably more popular ones, is essential with frankincense and myrrh. So three you, kings, the three mm-hmm. kings, yeah. And so you get something like that, and you pour a little bit of the oil into your hands, and then all of a sudden you're doing something that's been happening for 5,000 years. Yeah. And if you kind of pick up on some of that reverence as you're kind of anointing yourself with these oil, mm-hmm. although it's just going into your beard and you're conditioning, you're getting the itch out, you're getting all that kind of stuff, but you're also going through a bit of a process that's happened for years, mm-hmm. you know? You're taking that time, you know? I mean, using, just even if you don't, like I can't wear the product as often as somebody with like a uh, less oily skin type might or whatever, but I still try to keep my beard brush handy. If I go, it's in my toiletries all the time and just take that time to yeah. go, you know, man, you know, do I need to train, you know, and like, do you have, I have, I taken care of myself today. Yeah. And I think I probably wouldn't have been as prone to do that if I'd not gotten into, into the product as a whole, like that, the, the product line. And that's some of the things that you, you were bringing up earlier with like the women is like, I don't have a beard just because I'm too lazy to shave. Right. Correct. That's what they assume. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Well, he just doesn't care. And mm-hmm. like, so, like, if someone gives me a gift of beard oil, oh. that's a great gift. Right. Especially if it didn't come from Dollar General or Walmart. Right, right, right. Well, the <laughs> other thing we have noticed, and this is, a, this is a huge thing for me because this is what I, you know, it, those things like those gifts say, you know, your beard, a lot of guys, their beard's kind of a part of their identity, you know? And, really so, and so if you open up uh, a birthday present or, or a Father's Day present or, or a, you know, a, a Christmas present and someone has bothered to say, hey, 
you, all of you, including your hair, even though it might not be what I would choose for you to do. Like I've had, you know, my, my aunt, for example, hates the beard. She says oh, that yeah. I should save the beard. She remembers the time when I couldn't grow a beard. And, you know, you look so much, you know. You remember the time you did grow a beard. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't listen, Aunt. Don't, you don't know me. <laughs> I don't know you. But, yeah, it's one of those things. Exactly. Not, where, it, oh, wow, someone said, you know, what you're doing is okay. And we like you, kind of in. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's giving comments to someone's own I guess identity. That's true. It's a powerful to thing. me, you said something earlier. There's no way that beard, and, and I'm cheap from the hip here. I haven't thought about the theology of the beard or anything, or the his, Haven't studied the history of the beard. As far as I could tell, men have been growing beards since day number one, right? Because we can. I and some women. It took 14 years. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the first 14. It, you got to get to a place, but 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 that is a mark of a man. Yeah, yeah. You, a boy can't grow a beard, correct? But he wants to. Yeah, yeah. And you, when you come of age, that's one of the things. You, you you see, you know, little guys, man, mm -hmm. and they got they're they're just Those in it, man. Patchy beards. And they're, oh, man, they got their little <laughs> stuff, bro, and probably wear beard oil, man. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't even, you know. But but there's something to it, and I think to not shy away from care, to not shy away from this is who I am. There is this, to me, masculinity and like the whole gender thing is interesting these days. Bear with me, I was in Nashville not too long ago listening to uh, an artist and I went to see him and him, I was amazed at how effeminate mm -hmm. they all were. Yeah, yeah. Like this is somebody I've known and followed for years and years and years and right. years. Right, And you see him today and you're like, whoa. What happened? Yeah, like, right, did right. they go on a carnival cruise and come back, and they're not the same yeah, people? Yeah. But it was like that was the culture, and it was, and I'm not saying, sure, you're not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You know, right, I'm like, sure. there's a there's a freedom for men to be effeminate if they're mm -hmm. going to be, mm -hmm. and it seems like we can't paint everybody with well, just because you want to take care of yourself doesn't mean that you're effeminate. Doesn't mean that you're gay. Sure. Doesn't mean that. And nothing's wrong with these people. Right, right. But manhood is manhood, and that's the oldest narrative. Well, so invalidating you both. Know. You know, you don't right. want to invalidate someone who, who has a di different lifestyle choices than you. But at the same time, you also want to give value to what you're doing as well. As I mean, as long as it's not hateful or, or evil or all that kind of whatnot. But I think validating a person for being who they are is a powerful thing. I mean, it's just a powerful thing, and mm -hmm. I think that. That's what we do for well, each other. Well, well, it's assumed that men are validated all the time, and the truth is, is in our not. culture, they're not validated they're not ever. No, and they're asked to change it because of them. They're not. We don't always feel that way. I, mean, I think that's. Well, I think so. With that, after doing these festivals, we'd all be kind of on a buzz from right. just having making these great connections, where you'd never make these types of connections with. You know, people as in their 80s and 90s, men, year old men, all the way down, these opportunities to really share and connect. And, you know, I get these photos of me with these mm -hmm. guys via text message or Instagram, like, hey, man, had a good time meeting you today. And we realized that we were kind of tapping into our very own culture. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. where the brothers came from, is right. that we are creating our own kind of culture where things that we like, things that we're into, and it became more than just, to me, it's always been more than beard oil or the making things or the process, but it's always been more about the relationships. Mm -hmm. Definitely, and, uh, 100%. And so that's, yeah. 
And so just to give people a, a better idea when when y'all say festivals and the van. Let's go ahead and say <laughs> the, the van. We were just talking about the van, because yeah. festivals is just whatever. <laughs> if we go in the van, the festival is transformed. All right. So what kind of festivals are we talking about? And we have one coming up. Uh, the Druid City Festival. We'll be, doing, we'll be at that one in uh, Tuscaloosa. That one is, I believe, in early April, so it's supposed to be pretty good. It'll be our first time going to Tuscaloosa and doing any mm-hmm. kind of... We've done a little pop-up shows in some of the, the Green Bar one time. Okay. That, was, that wasn't too long ago. We got to do that, but we haven't done a festival and really been there. And so I've got a 1980s VW camper van, uh, Vanagon or Westphalia. And it's got a little stove in there. It's got a little refrigerator that really doesn't work. Uh, so we use the Yeti cooler because it works much better to keep the vehicle <laughs> or whatever. Um, and it's got a pop-up, and so it can sleep somebody up top. And this is kind of our mode of transportation. And it always kind of has it. It brings its own character because oh, absolutely. with our style, and if you look us up or whatever, you'll kind of see that we have this part of our things is we like things. So we get... we. You know, these old nostalgia for classic stuff. And I love Airstreams. So, exactly. And well, I think you actually, before the van, you kind of you had an idea about some Airstream. In the, in the conceptual stages, Ryan and I have been friends for a long time, even before he was doing any of this. And so it's been really interesting to kind of go along this, his, his imagination wave. I feel like I stepped into you know, Munson's version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, because he's been talking to me about these ideas, and he's like, I think I'm going to get a camper. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. You know, can we go camper shopping today? (laughs) Then what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then what is like the thing. And so, yeah, he wound up with the Volkswagen. I I kind of started project building a, uh, just a, I got a free van. I traded some electrical work for a free Astro van. And it's just like and like decking the inside of out for camping. And that, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so you want to you want to just have fun. You sit here and just sometimes we just sit on these couches and like thumb through Instagram of people in their vans. Yeah, I live vicariously through other people's vans, which well, you the definitely. van allows us to do. I mean, well, you can live, and people come and relive their memories, and they and they just throw them oh, they just awesome. they just volunteer them exactly. everywhere exactly because we pop up and you'll just see some guy or lady beeline just come straight right for us and you want to talk about human connection cuz you see they're back there. you're like they're back you, wherever you're like do you want some beard oil they're like this van is exactly what I... They don't even ask if they can yeah. tell the stories, man. It's okay. like... In high school, 1974. Right. Like, like, yeah, one yeah. lady's like, I spent the summer in this van. And she was like, well, we don't want to know what you did. Damn, by the river. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to so know. So it's all an ambition for motivational speaking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's fantastic. No, I did learn because, you know, it also becomes a cheaper way of traveling. And I'd much rather... And we most of us would much rather like sleep in a van in a national park oh, before yeah. a big show than try to stay at a hotel <coughs> doing all that stuff and yeah and so i've even tried the national park support yeah, yeah. in that cool. yeah. yeah 
And then sometimes, you know, like I've been in Hattiesburg and just slept downtown Hattiesburg the mm-hmm. night of the, before the, because this was my. Urban camp. Right? The van's the boot, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I'm Stealth just sleeping. Camping, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't start charging us for that at yeah. these festivals in the future. We don't. Uh, and, and I've learned real quickly. In the middle of, uh, I have to say, we did the Cotton District, and I learned real quickly, don't try to camp in a van in the middle of Cotton District when it's, you know, bulldog. Yeah. Fashion. <laughs> All that going on, because I had so many people at 2 o'clock in the morning going, dude, the van! You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 go to sleep! You, know? <laughs> you won't have a good time tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, don't also, know it yet. Also, um, not to give it away, but we're not 21 years old, yeah, yeah. so we, we value our sleep a yeah. lot more than that. Can't dude. recover as quick. Hey, dude, we got really big beards in this van. <laughs> don't make us come outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to catch a nap. <laughs> All right, and just so some of the things going on around here, the food pantry, community <laughs> garden, how'd that happen? That's a, the best part about all those things is I've had little to nothing to do with any one of those things. <laughs> um, it just, which makes me so happy because to me, I love the sense of community. I love Columbus. Mm-hmm. I love what's going on here. And so I had the opportunity for these people who have built I believe they call themselves Columbus Action Together. And they were looking for a place to put a food pantry, and I was just the right guy to be able to offer them a spot to put the food pantry. Okay. If you don't know what a free food pantry is, I mean, it's really just a box, and it models itself off the little free libraries, except people put dry foods, canned foods, diapers. I've seen coats hanging off of there. And just whatever. Non alcoholic beer, even. Yeah, possibly <laughs> non alcoholic beer might show up there. I mean, they're not going to support anybody's habit, but they'll help. Right. Yeah. Keep somebody right. just there. Yeah, yeah, don't make your brother stumble, you know. That's no. Get into that. Yeah, so that's just, to me, it's been just a cool blessing, and we even will keep some food in here and kind of distribute it out as just a way for people around to grab a meal if they need to grab a meal. Another person's I know are trying to figure out how to get a community garden started. There's a lot. Lot of people who live downtown Columbus in these buildings, which is pretty far out. They don't have 400, yards. I think 400 people. Mm-hmm. Like Quite that. a few. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. A lot yeah, of Air community. Force guys and, and things like that who were interested in starting some type of community garden, and they couldn't get any spaces around here to do one. There is a big. There's one a shame because there's so many green spaces. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, so once again, I was lucky enough to be like, "All right, well, do you guys want to use this area right here?" So. For me, I come in and there's just different people in the community working on their gardens, or there's somebody either giving or taking, and we keep that anonymous. So I don't, you know, don't even like really try to acknowledge if anybody's at the food pantry. But uh, uh, to have that kind of activity around here, to me, it just, uh, you know, it's just a pleasing feeling. Yeah, that's something that I'm passionate about as well, just as far as like community and community development. And mm-hmm. making sure that we're taking care of our own, and not 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 saying that we're neglecting everyone else, but right. we're doing this thing together. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I, I know my brothers and sisters may not have it as well, so if I can do something like that to Amen. help support. Yeah, well, I think you know in this in this time, you know, everything can be whether that's uh, finance, or financial things, or politics, or whatever. Everything can seem to be so divisive, but I think people really do. And maybe I'm going uh, being being a bit of an over optimist here, but I think I believe that people I want to believe that people really in in their heart of hearts want a community. Mm-hmm. They want to 
You want to feel like they belong. Yeah, they want to feel like they belong, and they want to feel like that they're sharing that experience. Um, even when they're not feeling like on the top, you know, on cloud nine or whatever, you know, uh, that they want to share those experience and feel those experience with people around him. So it's when you start doing something that's based off of a brotherhood or, or any sort of community based thing, stuff like that just pops up. Like what Ryan was saying, it's like somebody was looking for this thing and people want community. And so, you know, I, I, all the time I'm coming in here, just make a bar of soap or something. And I see a guy pull up and either get something from the food pantry, and that makes me happy because I feel like, you know, he's he's getting something out, or I see somebody putting it into the food pantry. And that, that sometimes even makes me more happy because I know that they're getting the satisfaction of being, and these are not customers of ours. These are not, you know, a bunch of, like, uh, uh, our bearded bros or whatever. <laughs> Beardos is what we call them, a bunch of beardos. But this isn't just guys who shop with us. This is, like, just people from the community know now where it's at, and you'll see guys and their work trucks pull up and get out of their work truck at the end of the day and put stuff mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, that's that's real stuff right there. You see you know, your electricians and your, your plumbers and your AC guys putting stuff. Just make, before I go home, I'm put something in the food pantry yeah. for somebody that doesn't have something. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and that's something that they get. And, like, I've heard it all my life is... Uh, we all been down. You know, you know, we be, all been down. You know? be, be a giver. <laughs> Yo, you, oh. can, you can never... I mean, you can never give yourself out. Nope. Right. But, like, <clears throat> taking... Yeah. Don't, don't be a taker. <laughs> yeah, but if you can be, every chance you can be, and I think, I think we could probably all learn to do it even more. You know, I know I certainly could, but I, I think I, I like the food pantry specifically, and I think the garden's kind of an echo of that same thing because it's just people who wanted to, you know, like people who live in apartment buildings. They don't have a green space. They don't have a place where they can. I have to go in my backyard and plant something if I want to. But they all come down here, and then they're they're seeing each other more. They're talking to each other, sending more emails. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what, at a core, what people really want. And I think that transcends gender. I know we're like a, um, a male centric company, but I think that transcends gender. It transcends race or any of these things that mm -hmm. stand between us all the time. Political preference, all that kind of whatnot. I think that you know the autonomy of all that makes it to where you can be whatever you want to be and still plant something or put something in for hungry for. I mean, like. I don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to care. You know, that's not what yeah, it's about. Yeah, that's the thing about community is for the community. For sure. Yeah, it's not so focused on uh, my belief systems, so so to speak. Yeah. Not what you are, but what we are. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And what's good for my brother? But uh, so. Mm. Hey man. Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. That's the question. Well, I think we are though, aren't we? You know, I think that's the thing. You know. Right. That's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. It's getting deep. I like it. Yeah. You can do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm glad everybody can swim because we out here. <laughs> All right. So Ryan just kind of gave me the tour earlier, and like, it's it's kind of a fun factory in here. That's <laughs> I hope to be part of the culture. Yeah. And um, so, like, when you walk in here, this is it's kind of like a it's it's a lounge. Uh, we have the record player and the records and couches and it's comfortable. Well, thank you. We we've worked on that for a little while. <laughs> and so, just kind of give like how did how did that start to come out? How did that flesh out? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have a church that uses this space, and that was and I'm blessed to have them here. And they do a study group in here, and for the longest time. Uh, you know, I make everything in the back, or Dust and I generally make everything in the back back here. And uh, for the longest time, we kind of both kept our own sides of the thing. I, I was in the back making stuff, and uh, different people in the church would come in and out doing administrative things. Uh, and then I just started bugging them, can I start messing with the front of the place? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we rented it. 
From you. <laughs> and you ask us. Wait, you no. Can use it. Maybe this isn't good. He's putting the pieces together. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I wasn't even a part of that. I was on sabbatical. <laughs> Because they asked me. Bo's, oh, the, pa- I, Bo's the pastor of our church, by the yeah, way. I don't know if you know that. We never said that before. Yeah. But. yeah. Bo is our... Uh... Yeah, we didn't start... Once upon a time, in the beginning, there was Bo. <laughs> and I lived here. You did kind of live here for a little yeah. bit. No. Uh, but no, I, I didn't know that... Uh, this is going to sound funny, but I, I actually voted not to do it. They, they asked me... Uh, we're going to go get an office because we're in a temp situation. And, and Our know, church is changing change. buildings. That's, yeah, a, that's a big... We've been a six-year renovation. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can donate if you like. <laughs> uh, www.hopeinvest.org. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm just saying. We need 200000 <laughs> more, baby. We'll be right in. Plugs. <laughs> it's us. Yeah. It's about the community we create. So... Uh, <laughs> Don't let Bo come to the podcast. <laughs> Just 10%. That's all I ever asked for. I only charge Ryan 10%. That's for the labels. Just a tithe. That's all I ever asked for. Not for the labels. No. Ideation is a big deal. Ideation. We do charge you ideation. 11%, 15%. Cheerful givers, where you at? (laughs) What you want is the Zacchaeus's because he was like a 400% giver. Mm -hmm. He he went four times, fourfold what he owed. Yeah, salvation came to that house. That's what you really Anyway, where were we? Uh, <laughs> you were saying about the church. Anyways, uh, oh, so I, I was to trying it. to just make it more comfortable. That's all. And it, But we're guys, and, and it's all mostly guys in the church that are hanging out here, along with with my guys who are either working here or, you know, Lance isn't here right now. A few others have been in and out yep. doing whatever. And so it's common interests come together, and man, mm-hmm. it really, it's starting to, I get excited coming here, because it yeah. is somewhat of a playground, we bounce ideas off of each other, uh, mm-hmm. every person who's in here is creative in some yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's just creating it's like, it's creating. It's a sm- like, and, and, and I should bring this up, because it should, mm-hmm. and there'll probably be a podcast one day. Yeah. But we all think we're, at least the three of us are convinced that we're sevens uh, on the Enneagram, if you're familiar with the Enneagram at all. Break that down. Oh, oh. Well, it's not possible. Yeah, you need, uh, a, we need another episode. Have you heard of part two, we come you back. Part two at Munson's. <laughs> part three at Munson's. Pretty soon. And four, because if we get Robert to come and he starts explaining the Enneagram, we're really going to be in for yeah. So we have a full full length series coming your right, way. Right, right. <laughs> well, you might just dude. Google Enneagram, you know, whatever. But we're all sevens on the Enneagram, so it's just a smash of ideas, man. Yeah. Like sevens on the so sevens, just real quick, are like happy go lucky mm-hmm. people that kind of live in the future of planning to kind of escape pain. And we don't talk about pain here mm. uh, or mint well, things that are mint. Right. Yeah, Unless it's a, a breath mint. Cause we, we also don't com- comment on craftsmanship. That's another yeah. big thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. get it done. Yeah, but don't stand over somebody's shoulder and critique rules. how they're doing yeah. it. We got too many <laughs> records to have to call anything mint. So yeah. You're not allowed to call anything yeah. mint because of the records. Yeah, Unless the records. are talking about breath or a scent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't. Cause, cause now, now, yeah, if you have a sweet mint, you can talk about that. But if you if you buy something that's old and it comes in a cellophane and you're really proud of it, we don't want you coming in here and be like, this record is mint. 
Like that cooler's not no, not mint. No, it's not mint. It could be mint the for stick, the sticker is. <laughs> the sticker <laughs> not, is not the cooler. It might be too mint. But the sticker's <laughs> mint a little. See how it's, that's that's can't yeah, be mint. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not level. Mint is perfection, and yeah. and the only thing that's perfect here is our our right. our, our, our products. Yeah, <laughs> nothing that we buy, but only things that we make. Those right. things are perfect. Yeah. yeah, perfectly created, mindfully made. I think that's a, that's you know, and that's the other big thing. It's it's interesting that you brought that you you like ended that on that that statement because that's kind of been the motivator behind all of it is because uh, there was kind of a thought of like podcast. Uh, we also wanted to, and it's it's not it's not to just overbrand everything or overbrand manipulate everything, but we needed a space that was more indicative of our aesthetic. You know, so uh, we're, we're going on these shows and we have these little tables we bring with us and we make sure that our stuff not only looks good in its product form, but in the way that it's displayed. That's mm-hmm. important to all of us. So we wanted a place that felt like, you know, uh, maybe go for a little bit of a living room vibe, you yeah. know, or, a, or a, um, a, we have a porch, you know, so it's kind of a bit of a, you know, I, wanna, I don't want to say man cave. I hate, like, I hate that phrase because it sounds like, oh, you're going to put it down in the man cave. Like, this is just a special place. That uh, where we can express ourselves, you know, we can hang. Yeah. Bo sure. got into Bo got into cast iron really hardcore for a long time. Yeah, so it's. I think that's awesome, but like, but we I got out of ink. So I'm good. Again. He came back to us from <laughs> from cast iron. So, but we, yeah, you'll find cast iron and. But we're in records. We're in that, records right I now, got, so yeah. records are a thing. Records. Yeah, there's, there's another thousand in the other room. <laughs> it, it, after cast iron records, yeah, and old record players, the records and the record players. But no, it is a like we're we're sevens and we come together every day, and I think this is what's really interesting. This is a, to me an interesting thing, and I don't want to get away because and, and I don't want to say I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn because it's Ryan's gig. But as far as I see, and I, I have very little to do with this company, <laughs> uh, so not true. <laughs> I don't make anything except for, for the record here. Like I hang out and like I. We inspire, and I feel right. like really my what I am supposed to do is come in with a smash of ideas every day. And and where I come into all this was, you know, I remember Ryan and I having very serious early conversations of what is life is freaking really about, man. And it's not about eight to fives. It's not about making a living. We don't need to make a living. We need to live. Yeah. And to live passionately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is to be creative. Is to pursue the, the future, to pursue interests, to pursue dreams, to pursue visions, and mm-hmm. man, that's a beautiful thing, man. And Absolutely. and we have to call that out in each other. Yeah. So like, I don't have the faith in myself, and I'm not trying to preach. I'm sorry, uh, but you can go to hope and mess Great job. If you want Great job. Not trying. But it, I don't have the faith in myself, man. And does anybody really have any faith in themselves? No. Like we have to borrow each other's faith. Absolutely. Like I gotta have faith in Dustin. Dustin Dustin's gotta have faith in me that I can write some songs. And yeah. and Ryan, I gotta have faith in Ryan. He can brand things, he can do things, and we can stretch out financially. Like, yeah. It is, and it we all help each other. Iron you know, sharpens iron. And but that's uh, that's it is it's a little bit like I know a lot of guys and they um and I, so my family does this professionally even and they like spend a lot of the time going to like the gym. Not that I'm knocking going to the gym. But that's working your body out. It's not working. It's not working up here out. And I feel like I, sometimes I feel like coming up here is like a is like a uh, an imagination gym, mm-hmm. if you will, because it's not just a place where I have all these tools that I can do things mm-hmm. by myself. 
I get this wild crazy. Like I came in the other day, and this is what Bo was kind of referencing. Him and uh, another guy that's involved with the administration of the church were in there working on some songs that they were just writing, you know, and, and like tapping some things out on the drums and tapping some things out on the guitar. And, and I was, you know, it's an open door policy for all of us, so it's one of those things where you just walk in, just kind of sit and chill. And then by the, by the end of it, I don't even, I'm not even involved in this at all. I don't have an instrument in my hands. I play, but I wasn't involved in this. But we were sitting there talking about like, Oh yeah, I think that's probably what was it a D a D flat minor thirteen chord. Anyway, we're sitting here just bouncing all these we went ideas all the way to a thirteen chord. Which, yeah, we did go to a thirteen which, chord, which, which is I don't not know why you no good. go there. You don't you don't go there. Well, you, I think you, you Robert, go back. Robert decided it probably you go be better as a yeah. six. That's when you pull just be in the range. <laughs> Stop at seven. If you pull back, yeah. Right. Stop at seven or a nine. Yeah. But you can go nine. <laughs> Maybe a nine chord. Uh, but you gotta pull it back in. And then, we were but, counting time signatures together. We were doing all these things, and it, they didn't even. And I, and I even said later, like, thanks, guys, for letting me step in and do that. They, they didn't ask me. They didn't say, hey, Dustin, what's your opinion? But I just kind of was like, oh, what are you guys doing in here? You know? Well, you can't do something in this building and not have uh, at least three other grown men being like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Oh, well, I'm eating my lunch. Can you give me a second? Like, you know, <laughs> well, I had this idea for candle. You know? <laughs> like, smell this. I think what it is is, is f- first of all, this... If anybody's out there, it's like, what, what is this? This is silly. Like, this is Pee Wee's Playhouse or something. Like, Ryan had a, a shell of a building. Mm. Our church rented it because we needed a legitimate office space. Mm. But through friendship and through just seeing each other, mm-hmm. calling out good things out of each other, he also was pretty, had, gave us a lot of latitude. This building is not this greatest building. We're sorry, but it's like, like it's kind of a, it's kind of a junky building. Like, mm. it, that's how it started. It started as a sort of like, yeah. How do we, bring this back you know and we weren't trying to do it but that's where we're at now yeah. I think it's like we're really redeeming this thing a little bit like it took to, to, to be repair, a beard oil company were, it took a long time to get the smell out of this building I don't know if it's fully out well no I mean I, th- I, think, I think we're still getting it it's I mean, still it's there a, it's in the closet was it a vacuum cleaner repair place oh, I know. it's been a little bit of everything it's been a campaign yeah. headquarters for somebody it was a vacuum but yeah but it's just been kind the of the forestry uh, building was originally built a forestry for years. I didn't know that but, it's kind of cool. but, but, but what Ryan was cool with and what kind of has happened for a while is that there's no rules of like what it can or can't be yeah because he couldn't tell us that we couldn't bring our stuff in here because <laughs> they were renting. <laughs> and I couldn't tell Ryan he couldn't come. It's like, and and so this just been a good partnership. And it's always been well. There's a church, and it's this, 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 and now it's an embrace of like, well, who cares what that looks like? Let this be what like let all this be whatever it uh, comes, and let's just inspire as much as we can. So it, I think it, it there is something that's a little unique and. To me, that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, regardless yeah, of the products that are made, regardless of the yeah. whatever that we create here, the fact that we did it, the fact that we did it uh, authentically, man, that's just good. And like, I don't even have to make it because I feel like I have the respect of my friends to be creative and not not be judged. And that's what most people are afraid of: is they they're afraid to be vulnerable and creative because mm-hmm. they're going to get their inner critic and they don't they've gotten people saying they can't do things yeah and not not that every it's I a valuable thing idea. to find a safe place yeah to express yourself mm-hmm. and i don't Absolutely. think many people have that you know yeah. maybe I kindergarten think, i think you know, many people think. need it but there's yeah a lot of people don't have an outlet to be able to express healthy 
you know, a lot of a lot of guys look for escape. My opinion, you know, you, you do drugs to get your release, or you do alcohol to get your release, or you find some unhealthy vice to get your release from your work stress and everything. But there's nothing more, you know, more therapeutic yeah. than just to create something it's that true. you created and made, and then it leaves mm-hmm. you, you know, you put something good into this planet. Mm-hmm. One of the truest human acts. Yeah. Oh, I think. I do too. We were talking about that the other day, but on like a molecular level, our bodies create things. So the fact that we have a culture now here in which we can kind of spin off of each other, and that was a blessing that from the church being here. That's been a blessing from having good friends here. So the Munson and Brothers, I guess to tie it all together, the brothers, it's really the all-encompassing word for all, because it wouldn't, I had to have them here for this podcast because this is it. Mm-hmm. Me by myself is pretty, like, it's just not, you don't get it. You know what I mean? You yeah. gotta kind of be a Ryan and me together? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Our wives even, I think, try to plan for I us think, not to get yeah. two <laughs> together. <laughs> and then who Dustin else is going and Ryan? Yeah. Who else? Yeah. How many of them are there down there with yeah. you guys right now? <laughs> It's a multiple. It's like a force. Like every multiple, every person multiplies the amount of potential, and you never know, because there's always. It's like always. It's always this little thing. Come in, you come in, you leave, you come. Yeah, I worry about very, some people who come here because we're so like, so used to each other now. If you're new, it's kind of like, oh, what does a new guy have to say? You know, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> What's going All on? All eyes on you. Right, right. So, what do you have to offer? Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. Just kind of seeing that the tour and the the records and just everything that y'all have going on here, man. It's it's really something that porch talking in and of itself has tried to create. Is like you were saying earlier, Bo, with uh, the ability to create. I don't I don't think there's anything more human. I don't think there's any better release, and that's that's always the encouragement. I mean, uh, we don't. If there's anything negative said, I, I don't put it. Like I do all the editing. Mm-hmm. Everything is yeah, it's, it's uplifting you. Right. It's pushing you to step out. Maybe if it's buying the ticket or taking the ride, do it. Yes. Whatever it is that you got to do. But my musicians and my entrepreneurs and people who are everyday creating and being creative. And this atmosphere that y'all have, man, I am blown away. And this is awesome. Really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I'm blown away. Come back. <laughs> Not even with the with the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Then come hang out with us. Yeah. Well, she fit right in. Bring your podcast back. <laughs> we got another chapter. Yeah, we got, man. We got another chap- chapter. Chapter fifteen. We got music. We got music going on. We got. No, I don't know. I don't. So that's the thing, you know. That's what's also. I just want to kind of riff on that for a second because what's so interesting to me about um, about the creative thing is individually each one of these people who hang out here are also creatives in their own right. Um, like, we keep bringing up Lance. He's our accounts manager and he's not here with us tonight because he has kids tonight, which, you know, you got to do that first and so that's what he's doing. And so, uh, but, you know, he's in a band. Uh, I've known Lance for a long time, always in bands, always being, uh, he was a um, student at the college where I work and um, a music student and phenomenal at that and so it's it's always something like just sometimes he'll be in here we have Monday morning meetings and I'll show up to the meeting a little bit earlier and Lance is sitting on the couch you know with a, a 
with a guitar riff that he's just come up with. And we sit there and talk about you know, jazz inversions for a little while, which is just like a fun thing to do at Monday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. Just before you go to work. Yeah, that's cool. Like, And then the days where that happens, I feel like my, my kind of day or week or whatever is better because it's like, oh, well, I started off going, and it's very that's, incubator of creativity. That's one thing we talk about a lot, and the little the brain trust of Porsche Talk, if you would, is like there is so much more to life than holding off and saving for your retirement mm. and working that nine to five because that whole time you were looking at that, life just passed you by. Right. You didn't live and you waited to live till you was too old. Mm. You well, can't enjoy yourself. You know, we're not promised it. That's the other thing. Is yeah. that all, you can wait for something that can be taken away from you at any moment. With, you know, yeah, and so like first time stepping in here, I'm seeing, I was like, is this for you? You work here? You know, like, it, you know, you have a great time here. I, I think sometimes, and I'll speak, I'm going to speak for us, but uh, I probably work the least here. I mean, I'm a ba- I mean, I was a Baptist preacher. Well, I've never been a Baptist preacher. I grew up Baptist, but I, I'm recovering Baptist. Like this. I, but, uh, you know, but I only work one day a week, you know, as a preacher. So yeah. That's what everybody says. So. No, uh a lot more to it than that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Bo doesn't give himself very much credit. Yeah. That's why I asked these guys for 10%. <laughs> so well, I only get 10%. <laughs> Look, support your local church. Uh, no, but I think that it's... You know, like Dustin said, people come in, you do what you do, you see this stuff, and, and we, just, we just have to continue forward. We have to try to love each other. We have to be open to things. We have to be open to partnerships. We have to be open to different types of people. And I think we have to be open to not doing the narrative of our culture. And I don't mean that from even a Christian standpoint. I mean that from, man, like, you would only have one life, like you're saying. And, and it's one. It's one chance, one time. And, and you have a day at a time. And it's... it's the best thing that I think that we could ever do for each other is call out the passion of life. Mm-hmm. Like, just call out, hey, man, hug your kids. Have sex with your wife. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. be a yeah. man if you're a man. Grow a beard. Take yeah. care of yourself. Sure. Smell the roses. Yeah. Take care of your neighbor. Like, that's a full life. And and so Munson Brothers, even Ryan and I, and I, don't, I don't know, I'll share he probably won't like it, uh, but I'll share it. I'm always getting around a little trouble. But he was even telling me the day, months, and he, he sees it, it's all expanding out. And it's not just one thing. It really is life. And I, I just think that it, it's moving towards uh, diversity and appreciation of life. And mm-hmm. it's not about making products or making money. It's about making life better. Yeah. Right. right, and so that doesn't have to be one thing. And he mm-hmm. was saying, like, I just don't want to be stuck in one thing. It needs to be a lot of things, and mm-hmm. that's I think is what we all have to bring yeah. to that. We can, I can do more. I'm not a chemist, you know, yeah. and I don't make beard oils. But. Well, but if, I mean, if mixing <laughs> sodium hydroxide at the right temperature gives me an opportunity to hang out with my buddies, then <laughs> we work. You know, mm-hmm. and that brings me we a hold our breath. Yeah. While you, I walk through my gas mask, you know, because I'm I make the soaps, and so like, I walk through with my gas mask. I can hear Bo like shutting doors. You know, like, like it's not. I 
don't want to die, bro. It's a stable chemical, man. <laughs> You'll be fine. And he's like, he's walking. And I know he's thinking, why are you wearing all that if I'll be fine? I'm like, well, you're not. I'm like, with it. I'm like, you're not life to build off of it. <laughs> you don't want Ray Charles yourself. I have That's no it. idea. We have a barber cutting corner Frank's right now. I have no idea what he thinks when Dustin comes walking out looking like Breaking Bad. Like rubber gloves, a mask. Nuclear ball out. Yeah, we got our van out there. I have no idea what the neighbors say, but... Those hippies have gone one step too far. Oh no, no, the hippie, the hippie talk's got to be next door with Buddy Easley. <laughs> what they like, yeah, the electrician? Got electrician. It's like they're years. playing music now. There, I swear. Yeah, he broke in on me when I was just blazing Elvis, and, and, and I felt real bad. I turned it down, and he's just looking at me like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Man, it's Elvis. It's not. It's Elvis. in the morning. It's yeah, Elvis. I'm sorry, brother. It's yeah. Elvis. It is what it is. He's like, "All right." The but king. he took it. Yeah, he's like, he didn't right, get a crown for nothing. <laughs> So just to talk a little bit more about the products, so, so what all do y'all do? Oh, man. Uh, we can do just about anything. Uh. Um, we are famous for our beard oils and beard bombs. We make a mustache wax. The beard oils are all natural, so they also double as like a natural cologne. We also make lotion, natural lotion. So we make shave cream because uh, it's not just about beards. We try to pay, We try to take care of our, our guys who need to stay clean-shaven. we got an Air Force base not very far away, so uh, mm-hmm. those guys need to be taken care of. So we do have some the old-timey shave soap. We use the, uh, you know, the old boar's hair brush and rub it against the soap, create a good lather, and then we even have some straight razors around here. We've got camper mugs and body wash. I'm working on maybe if it's handmade and it uses the oils and waxes and lotions, uh, we can make it and we do make it. And I hope to kind of graduate and even just start just because I love the development of products. That's just, that's Mm -hmm. my hot spot, man. That's where I feel like you almost an artist when I go in. Uh, I just jam because I like to, Mm -hmm. I'll make five, 10, 15 different variations of the same pro, you know, it's the same thing I'm trying to accomplish. I gave you a couple tonight. Right. Yeah. And kind of share this with us is, um, close friend of mine, he uses pomade and he sent me a message just right, right when I got here, he was, uh, asked Ryan if he does pomades Yeah. and he was like prototypes and I was like, cool. And he's like, Mm -hmm. take these to your buddy. And he's like, critique them. Tell me what it what what it, what yeah. it does, yeah. what it right. doesn't. What do you need it to do? And well, that's a good purpose for having a bunch of guys around here is mm-hmm. I'm passing things out, saying, tell me what you don't. Uh, that's really where Bo's biggest value comes from is he's excellent. Tell me what I value at. I need to know. <laughs> he's, a, he's fantastic. I'm a little insecure. Dude, he is my product feedback guy. If he comes back buzzing about something, I know I've got something. If he comes back being like, I don't know, man, I don't know about that. I mess with that, you know, and he'll just kind of break yeah, it down. Bone comes in the door, man. That's strong. That that lip balm is strong. We're like, all right, well, that we, are, we better print labels strong for that beard. <laughs> strong beard it means at least it's an eight. Just want to get royalties if that ever, if we ever. You know, uh, but no, and that's just it. So I'm excited because now I want to learn more about pomade. The thing, okay, here a little. Here's a little insider thing for me is we go to all these different barber shops. Our awesome niche for us because we also wholesale. We're in just over a hundred stores. What are some of them big names to kind of like, because Porch Talk is California, it's all over the nation. What are some of the places that we could find products? Uh, well, we are, we're in a hundred stores, but most of the, most of the products that are the stores that really work well for us. It's like, for example, 
Uh, we're at Mercer Supply Company, which is an awesome barber shop down in Baton Rouge, and we're in Mason and Binder, which is in New Orleans. It's another, and these barber shops that I'm talking about, they're just not like barber shops. They're like what you think a barber shop should be if you're yeah. a guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they walk in, Full especially throttle. those yeah. places, they'll give you a whiskey. And they'll give you a hot shave if you want a hot shave, or they're going to give you a trim. You're going to know what's going on. You're going to feel like you really belong. Cigar mm -hmm. smoke in the air, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in close by in Jackson, Noble Barber. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Noble Barber. Uh, I filled an order for them just recently. Yeah, yeah he, they, they those guys on. have it going on, they and they, they know and they're how entrepreneurs to, themselves. They're just a class act group. Just of dudes. speak yeah. to the, their audience, and and so we uh, we've definitely developed some really really good partnerships with them. But a lot of times, and so like, you know, we're in a couple places in Memphis. We're in, uh, uh, where is it, Stock and Bell. Uh, we're in, and then we're also in, you know, we, we're a gift item for some people. So like there's a place called Falling Into Place and Maggie's Farm in Memphis. Uh, some cool places like that. But I, every time I go to Target or we go to Target a barbershop, because that's where we, our aesthetic works well for that aesthetic, that thought mm -hmm. process. They, mm -hmm. If you haven't seen our bottles, they look like little medicine bottles, like snake oil bottles mm -hmm. or something that you would see in an old medicine tincture. cabinet somewhere. Tincture. Yeah. Like a tincture. tincture. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like you want to sit that next to a Moscow mule or something like that. You know, it lives in that world. <laughs> absolutely. But my, my favorite my favorite thing is I go in, there's a, there's a company, and I don't want to, we're not talking about it about anybody, but it seems like in the beard oil world, you're either... You're either so super mod, you're like James Bond, like your branding. It's like a James Bond kind of like your aesthetic, so clean that that's who your audience are. Those guys who are wearing, you know, they wear tuxedos every day mm -hmm. and they're fighting crime, right? <laughs> or it's that whole UFC fighter who with the tattoos and you got kind of rowdy, rowdy, McGregor. like yeah, McGregor like the McGregor type. Like, yeah. And they seems to be they kind of really try to capitalize on that. Whole like tattoos all Masculinity, the way up the neck. Really strong. Yeah, super strong, masculine beard oil, mm -hmm. ah, and then that's that's great. We got tattoos though. Huh? Yeah, we got tattoos. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any tattoos for the rest. Except for Bo. Hey, uh, Bo didn't do that. That's a simple. Yeah. Uh, I don't like paint. <laughs> Not into paint. True seven. seven I think. But uh, but no. Uh, so it's really well, it's cracked me up. We were in a place in Memphis, a barber shop, and they they had a company that kind of followed suit with that whole McGregor. It always seems to be one of the two. And I'm looking at it and, the, and the company is from I want to say Sweden or Norway. Holland. 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 Schwarm. Yeah. Yeah. Schwarma. Schwarm. Yeah, and yeah. I was looking at it, I was like, man, do you guys, they're like, yeah, this is who we use, and it's a great product, so I'm not going to knock the product, it's a really, really good product, yeah. but it's the aesthetic that I get into, you know, I like the creation part of it, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and I'm looking, and they've got this whole rockabilly, punk rock kind of, that's what they're going for with it, you know, really, it's nothing but Elvis, but with tattoos, that's what it is, and I'm like, we invented that. Yeah. We're in Memphis, yeah, yeah. Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. That's our thing. That's yeah, us. I was yeah, yeah. Like, this is Mississippi. Why are they doing us? Yeah. I was like, you <laughs> yeah. just bought from Holland, Memphis, Tennessee, from Holland, uh, and brought it here and, to Memphis. And, and, Memphis, and it's in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, and Memphis, Tennessee, let it be known, bought that from Mississippi. Yeah. So, you know, it's like <laughs> mildly made yeah. in the OG, you know? That's what we do here. I mean, it's, Not that's, our, that's a southern was... style right there. <laughs> Is and I see it everywhere, so it's it's kind of fun to be able to try to bring that back home. We're gonna get that back too. Yeah, pomade. I think. So it's I coming. have to figure out a pomade it's because coming. that's home. That's we invented the pomade. You know, my, my bass player friend, uh, the guy who plays bass for me, he works up in uh, Nashville and Memphis and New Orleans. Does all this, you know, touring around for recording artists and different studios. That's not impressive. 
He thinks it is. He thinks it is. He's, he's very proud to tell you. Uh, uh, anyway, so he, but he does the whole rockabilly thing. He does the greaser thing. So, like, you know, we were talking to him. So, what do you use? And he gave us a brand that he uses. Dapper Dan. Um, you'd think. I'm uh, with Fop. <laughs> Dapper Dan, man. Dapper Dan. In this place of geographic quality. Two weeks from everywhere. Fit right in. Uh, no, but he, get, he gives us this brand. And I don't, I don't want to call it. I don't want to call the brand name out because of what I'm about to say afterwards. But so we go to the beauty store and we buy canvas stuff. And we get it back. And is that the beauty store? Yeah, okay. to you beauty or whatever it is down here. And um, so we get it back and it's just petroleum jelly yeah. with a bunch of other stuff in it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man. <laughs> I mean, it, okay. See, your hair does stand up when you use it, <laughs> but you, I know from being a, you know. Someone who works with ass. The you can use uh, well before, way before I was taught anything about jojoba oil. I used Elmer's glue to put the Mohawks into shape. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. It um, takes egg whites. It takes a lot of work. Whites, egg whites yeah. also work if you egg know, whites. Egg whites, man. If you want to it, really stand up. If you, you listen to enough Mohawk. Black Flag, you know you'll use yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah, you can khaki, sticky, dries out. You can you use an air Elmer's dryer. What about a light socket? Just yeah, you can do that. Do it. Uh, but anyway, so I'm sitting here talking to him. I'm like, man, this stuff, you know, we, Ryan, we were back there the other day, and he's like, this is just a bunch of nonsense in this. And that's why I didn't want to give the brand, because it's, it's a popular brand of, of hair, hair jelly. Yeah. Of hair jelly. Um, yeah, so I, I just like, is there a way in Ryan, the things that uh, he gave you for your, your friend that uses palmate, are literally us sitting here at the table complaining about this product it's just like okay it works but it's like it's trash yeah. like what's I don't mean that, that, that it's just they, petroleum and chemicals I'm yeah it's just it's, it's just nasty stuff it's not good for your hair or your good. skin yeah right and so how can we give my buddy who plays bass the same effect but the, also the confidence of knowing he gets exactly the same product quality but he's not putting all the stuff that's bad for him in his skin mm-hmm. and uh, if his kids want to use it he doesn't have to worry about whether or not they're going to break out or whether or not they're going to you know, have an yeah, allergic reaction. It kind of goes back to the original story with your daughter. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Is, so that's always been at the core. Is, is, is finding something that's not only makes you look better, but it's, it's not bad for you. It's not good for your skin. Allow you to have some reverence with it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's always in the core. But, You're going to be able to whittle this down to 15 minutes. But not... <laughs> But not, did, but, you, did you but, just but, refer to a reverent mohawk? It's not not bad for it's not just not bad for you. And I don't maybe I'm just picking it uh, at stuff, but that's kind of like a good employee just the one that doesn't steal from you. It's 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 not just <laughs> stuff that's not bad for you. It's stuff that is good for, for sure yeah. good for you. Yes. Yeah, and that's I think yeah. I put my bomb it's up useful. against anybody else's bomb. That stuff is fantastic, and it, it's got it because your skin absorbs. You, it, within 20 seconds, anything you, you'll absorb it into your bloodstream. I've, I've heard now. I've never put any oh, garlic man. between my toes, but I've heard that if you put a lemon or garlic, you'll taste it within about 30 seconds. Now, I'm gonna do that tonight. Yeah, I'm, don't I'm, Google I'm, me. I, I'm, and I'm gonna try that. Yeah, do I'm, that. I'm Dust, that. Dustin said that. I, I'll tell uh, you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, something else is like just like your paint or markers. You know, and it's like yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, write on your don't you don't need to write on yourself because uh, it gets it soaks. It's our yeah. largest organ. Yeah. Your skin is so 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 that is crazy, and it's our a vulnerable organ. Uh-huh. And dude, you look at the hundred and fifty 
chemicals in that stuff. It, it matters to, to not be bad for you. Well, but it also we're trying to do. I'm just saying it's not just about preventative. It's about it's proactive. Proactive. And that's yeah. all, all of, that's where the whole whole mindfulness comes from. Is right. We want to be the mindful proactive. of what we're doing. When I speak from production, when I say you know this is the kind of stuff that's been in ladies' cosmetics for years, we've not found some sort of. You know, yeah, you're not deep in the jungle. There's this one nut, and if you, you know, if you grind it down, then you have magical beard growing powers or anything like. It's not there is that product coming though. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think that like you're growing. Maybelline (laughs) knew this. All these cosmetic manufacturers knew that you needed to put things that aren't lead based in something that a woman's going to put on herself every single day. Right. You know, um, you're going to want to put some natural products. And so when you're looking at jojoba oil and argon and these kinds of things that we, um, the avocado oil, uh, shea butter, and that kind of stuff that we're finding in each and every one of our products, that's the stuff that the secret's already there. It's just mm-hmm. not for men's products. I think that's the craziest thing. It's like, yeah. I look at, you know, I look at like ladies' shampoos and be like, argon. Well, duh. You know, I mean, it's why? Because it's good for creatine. It's good for your hair. Is. So we didn't we didn't do that. We didn't, you know, mix up anything special. It's a little you know, you gotta buy it. You have to buy five gallon jugs of argyle or whatever. So I guess you have to have enough initial faith in yourself to 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 make that first. Yeah, so like just starting out, man, if you can kinda how did that start? Like when you were okay, I'm a I got the apothecary up front, you know, it's like how did start figuring all that out and like well, were you the bait? Like, were you putting it on yourself? Absolutely. 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 I, I started off with myself, and that's where the whole <laughs> mindful thing came from, is really me applying these oils and really kind of getting into, you know, another one, we call it Wildling, but it's a it's a Thieves blend, which I, I don't know if you know the essential oil blend Thieves. It's about 500 years old, essential oil blend. It's been out there, so I didn't invent it. It's been around Grave for a long workers. time. But, uh, you know, the whole story behind it is that there is these uh, four guys or four who are going out during the bubonic plague time in, in England, and they were grave robbers. Oh, that was a... And they were, they, were, they were stealing from these dead bodies and everything, and they ended up getting arrested, and they went to court, and this is the time, you know, bubonic plague, hocus pocus, people are putting rabbit's feet in their pockets and things like that. Whatever they can do. Yeah, to not catch the plague, right? So they are sitting in court, and the court's just more amazed that they're alive and that they didn't die, and they offer them clemency, clemency if they could tell them how they didn't get the plague. And From these dead bodies, obviously, that they were robbing. And they said it was this, this thieves blend, essential oil blend. And so more, you know, just a cool story. You, you know, so when you always say, yeah, we promise you wear this product, you won't get the plague. It turned out that it was... Uh, Is that it, on the bottle? No, no. I, always say, I always say that if you do, though, my bad. You know, if you do get the plague, we bad. have insurance. And, and, if, and if you use our products and your beard doesn't grow, then we'll, we'll refund your money, too. Yeah. Yeah. What? We're going to need to have proof of that, though. Yeah. Well, Before and after, after is a strong. It promotes growth. Yeah. But it did, it did turn out that the, it was fleas that caused the plague. And so they just had some natural stuff in there, like clove and cinnamon that the police didn't like. They, they stayed away. They stayed away, yeah. Oh. Kind of, kind of Which brings story. us up to bug bomb. I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> but I could try to tell you a little bit, I guess from the entrepreneurial side, is one thing that really helped me. 
and uh, and it's still helping me is kind of being because I it's so easy especially with everybody's ideas and everything I feel like sometimes I wish I could just funnel them and the and the priorities would fall out you know because there's just you can get ADD feeling very badly when everybody's just like oh we need to be doing this we need to be doing mm-hmm. this and and those sort of things I got a question for you yeah and it, that that right there just brought it up and it's about the e myth the entrepreneurial myth oh yeah are you familiar with Michael the book? Gerber yeah. Yeah, I read that book. Is it, is it a, does it feel like it was a moment for you, or is it something that is kind of encapsulated and it's continuous? Because a lot of people just have a moment. Like, let's just say I was working for a plumbing company. Mm-hmm. I could do this for myself and be my own boss. Yeah. That was just a moment. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. there are those who are continual. Like I would say, you you are more. Entrepreneurial minded because you are con- you're, you're continuing to grow. All the time. What else can we do? What else What else is coming? Yeah. And just these different ideas. Uh, I feel like it's a series of moments, and mm-hmm. sometimes you feel it, and it's great, and sometimes it lands on space, and you got to be like, okay, that's uh, that's not the direction we need to be going. I tried it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go another direction now, yeah. uh, and uh, and it's awesome when you get that feeling of like this is good. This is this. I, I guess the best to describe it maybe is how a musician would find mm. a good song and be like, I like this tune, this is it, this is a good, we finally mm-hmm. unlocked the creativity of this this tune, you mm-hmm. know, type thing. Uh, that's what ends up happening around here a lot of times is you, I create a, something, I'm liking it, I'm like, this is, this is good, I mm. like this, this works. And then I'll bring it to these guys and start getting different feedback and... And it's almost sometimes because it's great because sometimes we'll be critical to each other, and it's no, almost often, like often this place doesn't exist without criticism. Yeah, and so you know if you kung fu past the criticism, and all of a sudden by the end everybody's going, "No, you're right. This is good. We're onto something. We got something here." You know, you very easily can get a little bit of that mm-hmm. dopamine rush of, "Yeah, this is great. This is something." I could say that what led me here though was actually my wife was really amazing. I was at. Uh, the financial place and I wasn't in a happy place there I just was feeling spending all my time just uh, living in people's fear is really where I was and this was back during the stock thing uh huh this is just yeah about five years so elaborate a little bit on that that's a really interesting part of it to me from someone who comes from an art background just to hear a stockbroker be like I had to get out and make beard oil it's kind of a crazy thing I mean like Living in people's fear. Elaborate on that. Yeah, well, you know, money is the heart, heartstrings of everyone. And, yeah. uh, and so many people, you mentioned future and where's your real retirement. And, you know, you have people come in with their concerns. And me, I'm, I think, a little too apathetic for that game because I would sit there and, you know, I knew how the financial industry works. I know you put your money in and it grows over time. But when you're seeing and dealing with families who are dealing with financial struggles or the worries mm-hmm. or, you know, the worst is, uh, uh, you know, dealing. I've lost a few clients at that time who were very secure in their accounts but never lived it in the past. And they just, and now watch the kids. Left money on the table. Left a lots of money on the table. And I saw, you know, the kids just disperse it or just or fight. squander it. Or and, and probably often fight. You know, you, and then, and I'm still living. I'm still holding on to all the fear that she had, as a woman who had this small fortune. You know, mm-hmm. who was so worried. You know, because I was just as worried about her money as she. You know, probably not as much as she was, but I was just as much as worried. Yeah, because you were taking care of it. Right, and then all of a sudden, she's gone, and I just watch it go, and I'm making myself sick over just 
you know, you know, you just easy to fall into the and years worth of work for you is just getting squandered. Yeah, and that's me, and that's just the way I think I'm built. Uh, so, so anyway, so that's a that's a whole another story. But I, it was where do I go and where where do I belong? Kind of questions I was asking God and the world, and we uh, made a vision board. I'm not. Are you familiar with the vision board? But uh, strongly suggest just, just for those who aren't though. Yeah, I strongly suggest it for anybody who is wondering where they belong in the world. They're unhappy at their job or whatever. And literally, all you do is you can go to Pinterest or you can go wherever and just start looking at things and just try to try to kind of introduce yourself to yourself again, you know, and try to say what does nobody nothing matters. There's yeah. no judgment. I don't have to be cool. I don't have to be anything. But what do I like, you know, and just. Start clicking on things and create a file or whatever you want to do on your computer and just start putting uh, images to things that you like because I, I strongly believe that you got to speak what you want out of this world. you got to speak it into existence. Mm -hmm. And that's a great catalyst to help you do that. And, you know, uh, Dustin talked earlier about our aesthetic and how much we care about our aesthetic. Well, I didn't learn that I had an aesthetic until I sat down and we, like, applied it in a vision Mm -hmm. category and all sorts of stuff this is probably longer than five years ago but all sorts of stuff popped up on my vision board such as campers and and, and different things and man it's like once I got it up there and I could see it and, and I could just see like I said there was things like the apothecary this is well before beardos there's things like apothecary bottles and stuff because I was just trying to figure out what am I gravitating towards mm -hmm. if this makes any sense it's kind of weird but for me, it was very therapeutic to just try to be like, you know, what do you like? What do you want? You yeah. know, what you do you license yeah. yourself to dream? Yeah, to mm -hmm. dream, and yeah. it was almost kind of like brainstorming. Wow. I was just oh, using images, cool. so I didn't really have to dream. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't have to explain it. You know, you don't want to right. explain an image because it's it could mean anything. But to you, I like it. I like mm. that. I mm. don't like that. I like that. And uh, and every single thing. I, mean, I had another buddy who was kind of stuck, and I I encouraged him to do one make a vision board and you just get a poster board and just print off the images that you like put it up there and just see it for about six months put it on your wall where you just mm -hmm. see it and just look at those images and see things and then the my world started unfolding and and we uh, we went back my buddy was like you need to he was he was stuck he lives in Memphis he was just kind of not sure what he wanted I encouraged him to do it so I pulled ours out and this is about six months ago, and I said, man, look, every single thing, I mean, and I swear, every single thing on my vision board had become a reality. Mm -hmm. Everything I put up there uh, had become a reality because I was able to set goals and and, and, and know, gravitate. I asked the world, and the world, I asked God, and it just shows up. The universe opened up. The universe is it's coming like a magnet. Mm -hmm. I really need to do it again because it's been mm -hmm. so amazing. Yeah. Well, and, you and know, just see where it takes you. And, right. I mean, this isn't so much of a vision board necessarily, but like I, I told people this, you know, uh, be careful what you wish for. You know, like I mean, <laughs> wish for wish for things. If you're gonna wish for something, if you're gonna, if you're gonna say you want like something, you want to get into it. Take a second and, and ask yourself, do I really want to get into this? Um, I'm just looking, it was just a weird story, it was about, I guess it's been a lot longer now, it's been eight to ten years ago, but like our, the band I was in didn't have a PA. So we started kind of putting the, the bulletin out, you know, if anybody's got a PA for sale or for, you know, for cheap or whatever, we're kind of into that. And now I've got, you know, I was talking to Ryan the other day, my house has, I've got 
15, 20 different PAs uh, and different, you know, conversions. And it's like so much of that stuff was for free or for trade or for, and it's like once you open those floodgates to receiving things, it's, it's wild mm-hmm. what will happen to you. But that's like what you were saying earlier, buy the ticket, go see the mm-hmm. show. Like, um, you don't know what's going to happen. What, unless something you try. will, something will happen. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing, man. Like people get so hung up is like, uh, yeah, I just I'm just bored all the time. I'm not enjoying my life. Bored? What, what are you What are you doing? Because <laughs> if you're bored, then you're boring. Right. <laughs> right? It's like, well, come to find out, I just sit at the house. Don't do nothing. You don't do anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are you expecting to find? Right. Well, it's a small town. Well, it's a this. Well, it's a that. Oh, son. Well, in there's my a whole world, world out there for you. <laughs> in my world, uh, a lot of people, when I'm counseling people, I'll say, do you read the Bible? Or, or they'll, they'll, they'll always say, well, oh, yeah. yeah, I do, but probably not as much as I should. What does that even mean? And I'll say, well, how much should you? And they never... Respond well in prayer. Same way. Do you pray? Yeah, yeah, I pray, but probably not as much as I should. How, how much should you? And they never, and they don't know, ever know. And and I'm always like, well, you should decide how much is adequate yeah. and do it. And you won't have to feel bad about it anymore. Yeah. And a lot of and and and, and 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 since we're talking about the creative process, I mean, mm. obviously, man, I think that people, everybody's creative. It's an act of self will to not be creative. Mm. People have been hurt. And we're all afraid. Mm-hmm. And we also have the left hemisphere of our brain that's constantly pounding on us. So oh, yeah. there's that. And then we're like, so afraid. And, and, and you end up getting angry, cynical. You end up getting judgmental about other people. It makes very unhappy people oh, hurt yeah. to people be. hurt people. Yeah. yeah, but uncreating people mm. destroy creative people. Sure. Yes. It, it becomes yeah, toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all because they need to get unblocked. It's all because they need, you know, it's all because of pain. It's all because of fear. And so I, right. I do think it's important, man. And I think I like the gold. I haven't done a vision board, but I have. It's They, they say you can write goals. They say you can write goals out. Yeah. But to me, man, we stuck people, create uh, people that are having a hard time. We, we just look at people that we admire, artists. Then, mm-hmm. And we all dream of, oh man, and that's such an escape, right? Like that's mm-hmm. such a, like a diversion to just mm-hmm. daydream about what you could do and should do, but don't yeah. ever do. And then, that's such a way to keep out. But if you, if you, man, like the truth is, talking in circles, a letter to the editor. I thought I would let the world know how much I love people. I thought I would try to create something that I would personally like to listen to. Because a very large portion of this world's art, it sucks beyond description. Yet, I feel it's a waste of time to pass judgment, and who am I to declare myself an authority who's certified, one who has the right to critique? I guess in a way, anyone with enough ambition to create and not take away is someone who deserves respect. There are those who are better at it than others. There are some who have severely large amounts of enthusiasm who are prolific. They spew out a million products a year. Yeah, products. They are the ones who usually give 10% good and 90% crap. Then there are those who spend years studying other people's work because they don't have a chance in hell to produce anything with a hint of talent. 
Yeah. Talent. But, like I said, no one should be denied the privilege to create, and some people most certainly do not need the fear of whether their goods are better or worse than the best or worse. They can find that out for themselves. Kurt Cobain journals. Back to the show. That's just all sevens. We'll figure it out. You know, like the commercial. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. We'll figure it out. This could be the commercial for the show, right? <laughs> We're okay with it. I'm nervous too. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Just chill out. So, Noah. Remember I, that old Pepsi commercial? <laughs> <laughs> just say this, this was a Pepsi. The guy was sitting there. He did literally nothing. Like, it was him and his buddy. They were working on the car. And he just stood there the whole time. He's like, we did it. <laughs> we're a great team. <laughs> do you remember? That? It was like a 90s Pepsi commercial. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it was like product placement. He's like, we're a great that. team. I do remember it. <laughs> it's like, you didn't do squat. great team. <laughs> I've been researching. It's funny we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, I, did, I didn't know, you know, the origin of, of your podcast tonight. But I love it. And, it, and it's timely. Because I'm, I'm, I'm weeks into to thinking about and reflecting on the creative process as a whole. And uh, I read Stephen King's book on writing which I thought uh, last year, which I thought was a phenomenal book. And I don't love Stephen King. Okay. If you love Stephen King, you'll love his book on writing. It's called On Writing mm-hmm. because there's so much biographical information in there about how he came to these stories that we know. I mean, Cujo or whatever, you know, which sounds terrible. But it, 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 any creative process is methodological, man. I mean, those guys, people come to the table every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and that is what you have to do. And uh, this lady, and who knows it, but, but this, I think this is good advice because you were asking Ryan for advice earlier and just kind of what things that are useful for people. This lady says that you need to put three pages down every day of, of, of stream of conscious long hand to, to get out all the garbage, to get out all the negative, to get out all your mm. thoughts, to get out what you've got to do today and what you did yesterday and what is all on your mind yeah. and to get three pages of something concrete down. Mm-hmm. And there is, there are no rules. So there can't be any judgment. There can't be any judgment. And she, she's always asked, well, why do you do the morning pages? And she always answers to get to the other side. <laughs> because to get to the other side is to fight all the inertia that's keeping you out of it yeah. and to get to work mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. one of my mantras and, and I got out of the book but, but uh, I was just telling these guys that I put it on it's the only actual quote that I've ever had but it's at my workplace at home and it's a prayer but it's to God it just says God I'll be responsible for uh, the quantity if you're responsible for the quality it, you know, everything can be broken down and be criticized, but yeah, we should worry about quality. Of course, we do at Munson and Brothers. Hmm. But what that means to me is you got to come. Mm-hmm. A writer's got to come to the typewriter and start, you know, mm-hmm. typing. A, a, an art, a, you know, a painter's got to come to the blank canvas. Yeah. You got to put pet on the page. A musician's got to go and you then just got to start. On it. You got to, you just got to start singing a song like Ryan was talking about earlier. And if you do that methodically, something good will come. Well, it's not only will something good come, because if you write a thousand songs, ten of them are probably good. Yeah, they probably are. But but you will be a happier person. Because like I was saying earlier, 
How much should you read the Bible? How much should you create? Yeah. How, like what what should you do? And if you can answer that for yourself and build it into your life, then you no longer have to feel inadequate for not doing your for not reaching your redemptive potential. Like you know, you're like yeah. what God has called you to do. And everybody wants purpose. You're man. doing two things too right. when you do that. Is the two things you're doing is one is your taking care of yourself again. You're right. giving yourself and your mental permission. permission. You're giving yourself the opportunity. I mean, how good is it? You know, you make your bed. You feel good. That's a great way to start your day. You did one thing right already because you made your <laughs> bed. You know, how often, and we go, you know, men, do we take care of ourselves in that manner as anybody? How often, uh, Tim Ferriss calls it the mind dump, is what you're kind of mm-hmm. touching up on, is where you go and you just write down all this stuff as long as you're being productive yeah you might make a hit but you're also second thing you're doing is you're being a a true artist because you're not creating now for somebody else you're not creating it it's honest it's honest you're not creating it to for somebody Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're not working for somebody you're you're just doing something good for you in the in a healthy way there's so many things out there that we're kind of sold through media what's good right. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, do this. It's to consume, and the, that's the lie to consume, but really, the truth is to produce. It's to produce. That's it. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's the thing, man. I've got wow. so many people. So many people. Um, i got to get I, you guys to come talk to my students. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is why I can bottle this. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you I, hope, I hope these people listen to it. Like, so many people in my life, they, um, whether it was yeah. through a... Um, a bad car accident or whatever happened in the past and now they struggle up and down with addiction mm-hmm. and it's I do this so I can sleep at night I do this so I don't hurt I do this so mm. maybe there's another outlet for you maybe you're not expressing yourself and like you can't sleep at night because you got all this crap bottled up Ooh, maybe you didn't deal with maybe you haven't dealt you need to write all that thing. You need to write it out. Dude, you need but that to... could even be something as simple as I can't sleep tonight because I didn't paint today. That's what I'm saying. Right? You know, like I didn't. I didn't it's angst. It's it, maybe you don't release. know what it is. Maybe you, you can't put release. it into words. Yeah, but just go find no yourself a wall words. and cover it in something beautiful. Well, think about pornography addiction or, or sexual. Oh Lord, yeah. Or, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to. You're it's right. a masculine issue. It 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 uh it is release. Yes. That is. I, we are, and I think I speak for all men to say men generally want peace, want sort <laughs> right of thing, a, a feeling of one of, of yeah. things are good. I don't have all my boxes are solved yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. Whew, at peace and man, like sexual addiction, whatever that is, and all. I mean, that's frustration, man. That's angst. That's you need release. You need healthy. Yeah, I mean, right. It's a perverted. Right, we're 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 finding release in in the wrong in sort of unhealthy way. ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, so we're creating. Uh, so you create garbage, mm-hmm. and garbage is just thrown away. Um, mm-hmm. But to, to create art or to create light, something that's life giving, mm-hmm. it will do just that. It Even so, though, with the pornography, any that you're just taking, you're taking in. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's back to it's back to consumerism, and, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to make I don't want to make this uh, this whole visit to us uh, in on <laughs> a political or socio political note. But I will say that you know, we do ourselves an injustice when we think that the, our responsibility as a people, as an existence, is to consume mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that gets partially into what Ryan mm-hmm. was saying when he felt that frustration of other people's money. Mm-hmm. I think it's what um, I think it's what the social consciousness of today says, uh, and this is something that I struggle with as well. I mean, I, this, not, none of what I'm about to say I'm immune to, but <laughs> I, that I, that I struggle with as well is what what a, a man should be. In 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 a, in a relationship, in a household, in in, in the authority of uh, finance, or or if you're an adult, even you know, like, well, how many how many houses do you own? How many, what what kind of what where where is your four hundred one k? What what mm-hmm. was that like? And it's like, oh well, you know, think about the amount of people out there who are thirty something years old and still just waiting tables and going. But- are they any less a man, or are they any less a woman? You know, are they any less an adult? No, they're they're out here living the same, trying to live their same best life that we're all trying to live. And I think that when you, and I know this is way off the topic of beard oil, but I think that it, it kind of does full circle when you say, "Hey, take some time, put into yourself before the rest of the world got to you, before you leave your house, when you wake up, make your bed." You got a beard, man. Take care of it. Back to mindfulness kind of stuff. Be mindful. Right. Yeah, just be, be aware that you are you, and and know that somewhere in Nowheresville, Mississippi, there's a bunch of dudes who love that you're you. Yeah. And we want you to just made, keep being you. Or keep you made the head, head, head keep throw growing maze. it, man. <laughs> yeah. And or who cares <laughs> if we get any scent off of it, man? Just you know, I make the soap because I'm I'm. I am sociopathically obsessed with process. I love the idea of things That's the guy yielding. you want to make soap. I just uh, put that out there. If you want to start a soap business, find the one who's sociopathic. <laughs> sociopathic soap maker? I'm not, in a, I'm not a serial soap maker. Okay, I'll say that looking at the microphone. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to do another podcast just about Dustin's <laughs> tendencies to make things square or not. <laughs> it has to be perfectly. 90 degrees. <laughs> I need them. I do think that, that, that men, to me, well, maybe I'm just from the preacher's standpoint here, but that consuming and producing is, is, is valid, and, and we're produ- we're, we're, we, we make products here, and they're for consumption, but it's not all, hopefully, it's, this is felt in this, not all that we are. And, uh, and the, probably the least important thing in this place is money, except to maybe Ryan, but... No, yeah, I uh, no, like really I think, I think I'm just kidding. He puts it in perspective. He's taught me a lot about money. I, mean, I, I, I think really actually he's probably the one that's the least important. Yeah, and, and, and but man, it, it, it's, it's rich. And, but in the church even, and I don't want to make it about the church, but consumerism is also there. It's, it, it's about, we're just, we're just going to do Bible study. Or I'm just going to come and take like, and I'll I'll even go to a place that's got better amenities, or it's got better facilities, or I like the music, or, and mm-hmm. it really is just about uh, consumerism and preference and everything. And I don't know that we can get around that too much, but man, like, um, you know, there's a lot of bad, you know, statistics and stuff these days, and you wonder where society's going. Uh, you look at. Uh, what maybe what social media in some ways do it to young people. There seems to be an issue of suicide stuff, and it has something to do with comparison. So, and and, and there is a need. I think that's where there's heightened uh, tattoos, and you, you see more 
Lady Gaga, like you got to have some crazy self-expression in order to be different because we can't be a number. I'm telling you, we dude. cannot be a number. We can't be one of the billions. Yeah, right. Something's got to make me me. Well, maybe what makes you you is to have an authentic, creative experience. To have whatever that is. To 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 let something channel because all the create creatives I know say, well, it's this weird thing because you start to realize. Something else is kind of helping you get you gotta there. Get you you right got to get in touch. You yield yeah. to something beyond you. Mm-hmm. And something's called out of you mm-hmm. or through you or something. And yeah, man, that's a very fulfilling thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so maybe that is the answer. And maybe that's what's happening in younger generations or grassroots you know, products and stuff being made around the country now. Mm-hmm. As we're saying, no, 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 we've got to be expressive. God made us this way. I, mean, I think it's so fascinating. Of all the things that they could say in the Hebrew Scriptures, at least at one cool, crazy, weird verse that shouldn't even be there, okay. is that God took Adam to see what he would name the animals. Because mm. mm. that's authority. You name that's something. Yeah, name that's something that was you have authority. In the garden. Yeah. Name. But God wanted to it and name them. But God wanted to see what he would name them. God was going to take delight in watching someone else, something else, create. Exactly. And, 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 and to create out of what he had created. Well, one, and one to expound say on that. It's the most thing. natural act, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And, like, man, that's... But if you invented the duckbill platypus, you'd want to see what somebody's going to name that <laughs> What thing. are you going to name <laughs> that? Yeah, what is that going to do when he sees this thing? Or, or a, a beaver and a duck. Yeah. I don't, I don't, even, know what, I don't even know what a beaver duck is. <laughs> or... or <laughs> Or a or a possum, and I you know God looked at him and said spell it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put an O in front just because. Yeah. Just I'm feeling creative. Okay, yeah. whatever. Maybe you should stay in your lane, Adam, and just name them. Right, man. And I think that's awesome, man. Right on top of what you're saying, I had Soren Bryce. Um, she's had a lot of a lot of success in songwriting and well, she's wonderful, playing. isn't she? Yeah, she's great. And that's what she said on the podcast, that songwriting is the closest thing to a spiritual experience I've ever gotten. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's that creative... And she's, it's, it's not something that happens all the time. No. You can't... Don't think there's a recipe. Yeah, and don't, don't think, think there's a time and a place. Yeah. Make your bed, so to speak, and then boom, here we are. Right. Welcome to the creative environment. No, it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies every day. No, you do the work. This is a book by Stephen Pressfield called "Do the Work." Yeah, and he says that Stephen Pressfield says is resistance is the enemy. Have you ever heard of that book? I haven't. Oh, it's fantastic. Copies. I give you one. But resistance is the enemy, and so we have to fight that mm. at all costs. Every creative, every artist of any sort of field, I think they'll say that it's it's a methodical uh, approach. You have to go line by line, day by day. Mm-hmm. You put the time in. But, see, to me, that's with the end in mind of doing something great. And that's where I think people get lost. We can't... Th- there's only so many stages. Only so many stadiums in the world. Have y'all realized? Like, yeah. Well, th- there can only be one guy on the stage filling that whole stadium. I mean, Queen, yeah, there yeah. were four of them, and they got to fill all Wembley, you know, and did yeah. whatever. But four people got to do that part. Right. And, like, 120,000 had to do the other part. Yeah. And so we're not all going to be Moses. And, and there's a famous quote that says, but when they, we get to heaven, they're not going to ask me why I wasn't Moses. 
You're gonna be asking me what why you weren't mean? both. Yeah, yeah. and because uh, that's what we're responsible for. Yeah, and so it, regardless of the product, it really is a process. Re- re- whether you're in on a football team, I mean, whether you're in life, whether you're in parenting or marriage. The process, man. And, and, and I think that that's what God is doing. That, that's the weird mystery that we can't figure out. Why would God allow? And why would God? That, uh, hold on. Because he's into process. Yeah. He's going to make us yeah. strong. He's going to teach us. Mm-hmm. We're going to journey together. You're going to have skin in the game. And when oh. this is all over, yeah, you're going to love this. You can't love something that you haven't suffered for, man. Right? Like... You well, gotta go through the process. Well, Dude, I, I love the burning bush experience. Right. Because like he nails off Moses nails off every excuse I would ever give to anyone <laughs> right. who ever asked me to do anything. Yeah. It's like can't speak. Yeah. Who am I? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burning Bush. Day. Get big, son. Jump. <laughs> Right. And then, yeah, and it's like, dude, I got this speech impediment, and I mean, they're not going to listen to me. And give me, I, I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. Give me, so he gave him Aaron. You know what else he gave him? He says, What is in your hands? Mm-hmm. And he had a staff. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the rest of Moses, every time he did a miracle, he says, Take staff. your staff. Yeah. Because he says, Th- Throw your staff down and turn into a snake. Yeah. Everything he did, he did with the staff. He had that shepherd's staff in his hands. Mm-hmm. So I've I always loved this. I've always saying, take your hands. I've always loved this. He's always, it's all through, it's replete through the scriptures. What is in your hands? Mm-hmm. Not what is beyond, not what's over there, what, what have they you, have. What have you physically got? What do you have right here? And because the truth is, is the God of the ages has built everything in your history already to live the future. Mm-hmm. It's built in. Look at Look at Paul, he's Pharisee among Pharisees. Yeah. He's he's got all the zeal and he's killing the church, man. And then God says, "I'm gonna have to show you how much you're gonna have to suffer." And then he like, but but he had gotten all the seminary education. And he understood oh, Judaism, yeah. and then he becomes this person that flips. And everything he'd ever done in his whole life was useful for him. <coughs> Same way with King David. When King David is inaugurated, it is the day that he goes out and fights Goliath. But what's he say? He's like, "I'm not scared of this dude." Because when I was back in the day, back at my father's field, a lion came out and took him. Mm-hmm. Bear came out and took him too. Well, God was preparing that man for that day. So really, if you look at your past, you look at your history, that's really what God does. Yeah. He it's redeems the, our history. It's the process. He takes the process, and, 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 and then you look at what's in your hands, and you say, man, everything I need to do, everything that I want to do, that's ready for me. It's all probably within my reach today. It's already in. It's already been spoken in. Mm-hmm. If you can believe in providence, mm-hmm. you know, and because that's what he said with storyboard. Everything, like that's just an exercise in God's providence, right there. Mm-hmm. Dream a little. Everything that I'm in. Dream a little about whatever. It's already in your heart. Yeah. And then watch it come. If if you if you're willing to dare. To believe mm-hmm. that it could happen. So yeah. after you got that vision board, yeah, how did things start to you become know, a reality? I wish I could say that it was just like you know I could I was even hmm. I wish I could say I was more intentional about it, but it was more of I woke up and noticed hmm. you know I did it happen see, to you. Yeah, it's more of happenings that I look back and I'm like oh, 
you know? Uh, what the vision board, I think, did is, A, uh, speak it. It made me say it or ask for it. Uh, B, though, I recognized it. I recognized what I wanted. I was gravitating. It just gave me... See, I think there's so many guys, uh, and I want to include women too. I just speak it to the guy because that's kind of what I am. So, uh, so that's where, yes, yeah, what I am. Never so been a girl, you know. Never <laughs> been a girl. So it's just that's the that's I can only speak to maybe somebody who is like me. But if you're looking for passion, I feel like there's so many guys out there who just aren't passionate about anything. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what I can do anything. And I'm almost so overwhelmed by the mountain of possibility of that you can be anything. You can go anywhere. You can. We're going to live in a day and age where I could be an expert on something and never even visit it. Mm-hmm. And I could just do it. I could just pull it up. Mm-hmm. So that exercise, maybe settling with being there, is to let you know what even you want to dabble in. Right. You know, I had uh, backpacks and camping stuff, so I knew I, that's an easy one. What's an easy thing that you can do that you can grab, Kate, you can go into the woods. And I started just going by myself. I brought my dog a few times. Sometimes I'd just go in and I would just camp by myself in the Sipsy Wilderness and just love it. Mm-hmm. And just have a good time with a fire. I was usually in bed by 7.30 and <laughs> waking up at the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. It gets dark yeah, it quick. <laughs> and, uh, but then, oh, next thing you know, we planned a trip and, and some buddies and I, my brother, he lives in California right now, but he met me. We walked from St. Louis to Kansas City. What? Yeah. Uh, it was. It's a Katy Trail, so it's one of the... Uh, rails to trails program that they have and it's a bike trail is what it's really geared for but we were like let's walk it and uh, so how long was this 200 and i think 56 miles uh okay but it was just it took three weeks it was my wife was generous enough to let me leave <laughs> for three weeks because it was just something i felt like i had to do i had to go like i wanted I was it's gravi- like a ride of passage yeah kind of I, was, well, I was gravitating <laughs> i mean I, how, you can't say that i go on hikes without ever really doing a hike and that's so that's when i could say i did a hike Okay. You know, I did. So for all you who think you're hikers, <laughs> step your game up, son. <laughs> okay. You could be a through hiker. You could have done the Appalachian Trail. Was no, as I heard I say, it's kind of weak salt. I know it's no Appalachian Trail. So really, I was small. <laughs> I'm actually from Missouri. Like I was born there, and so I, I kind of grew up on that Katy Trail. Mm-hmm. I knew about it because yeah. my dad used to like go jogging. I'd ride my bike behind him when we were kids, and and so it was. Uh, for me, it was I wanted to go back to that place and kind of relive childhood some too. I mean, it was just a bucket list. Yeah. Um, but it was also on my vision board, you know. So, mm-hmm. so those are you got to put it up and see it before you'll know how it's gonna be spoken to you. You know, mm-hmm. it's like jazz. You know, it's gonna hit you the way it hits you because that's what it is. This is exactly what it is. I think that's a great time to shut it down. I don't think one time. Sitting down with y'all is going to be enough, so I hope to have a part two. <laughs> yeah, we'll back. We got, do it. We'll we'll be on a whole different subject. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guys, it's been great. Dustin, Bo, Ryan, yes, hey, thank y'all. Bo, you gonna shut this thing down for us? Oh, you want me to? Yeah, yeah. See, we were talking about all that, you know, and uh, I wrote a song about it, and uh, like to hear here it go. <laughs> I remember that. Great. Y'all remember that from In Living Color? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Y'all like to hear it? Here you go. I'm gonna tell everybody in my neighborhood 
in my neighborhood tonight. I'm gonna tell everybody in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood they're gonna die. And it'll all be over soon. I read the ancient warning and I go insane and I call you oh, as as those clouds are forming I'm gonna tell everybody all about my dream all about my dream last night I'm gonna tell everybody all about a dream all about my dream and it's inside First cow jumped over the moon And the night turned cold in winter And the sparks flew out and the trumpet sound And I swear that I passed over Yeah, I swear that I passed over I'm gonna tell everybody in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood tonight. I'm gonna tell everybody in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood they're gonna die. You can say what you want to say and dream you live forever. May your bed better lie in there And always look over your shoulder Always look over your shoulder Yeah, always look over your shoulder I'm gonna tell everybody in my neighborhood In my neighborhood tonight I'm gonna tell everybody in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, I seen a light. Woo! Ah! Yes, sir. That is it. Thank you, Bo. I didn't want to hear Strong. it. Strong. <laughs> Strong you. as a ukulele can get. <laughs> this has been another episode of Porch Talk. Till next time. Skillet.